Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, folks. Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah Morning News special. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. I appreciate you listening, and I think you're going to enjoy this one. I got Jimmy Butcher on the show this week. Now, you might know Jimmy most from his work as a tattoo artist and owner of The Butcher down on Bay Street, the tattoo studio here in town. But Jimmy is so much more than a tattoo artist. He is an incredible artist. And a little funny story here. I actually reached out to Jimmy. He's a neighbor of mine and a friend of mine. In fact, long ago, I showed an exhibition over at The Butcher when they had their art gallery in the space. And I was doing a piece about artists in my neighborhood of Parkside. And so I reached out to Jimmy to talk about that and sort of talk about how, you know, every neighborhood has their local art community and lots of artists that are sort of hidden around people maybe that you run into every day, but you don't realize their creative backgrounds. And Jimmy and I started talking and about one or two minutes into our conversation, he revealed to me that he was currently working with Kanye West. So our conversation ended up extending quite a bit longer than the initial five or 10 minutes that I had anticipated doing with him when I was writing this article about Parkside Artists, and I decided to expand it into a full episode and write an entire art off-the-air column just about Jimmy. So look forward to the Parkside Artists and Community Artists piece here in a few weeks, but this one's going to be all about Jimmy Butcher and his really interesting work that he's doing with Kanye West and sort of his background, his transition from being known and seen as a tattoo artist to being an artist of the fine art variety. And so it's a really great conversation. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy all of the wisdom and interesting storytelling that Jimmy will offer in this conversation. Wanted to mention, as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air column right here at the Savannah Morning News at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. Last week, I had the chance to speak with Maggie Evans, a painter and installation artist whose work I am absolutely enamored with. And so I encourage you to head on over to the website and check that one out because she's really phenomenal. Also had a chance to write about the Book Nation of Dreamers lending libraries that they've been putting around town, particularly on the west side. And that was a really great article. Got to talk to Dream Smith about that. Calvin Woodham and Zay Hutchins also responded with some details about the boxes that they had created, the library boxes that they had created. So anyway, check those out again, savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. But let's get to this week's interview. Again, Jimmy Butcher speaking by telephone about everything that he's been up to, including his work with Kanye West. Enjoy. Yeah, well, good morning, first of all. <laughs> you, said, you said you're going out of town tomorrow. Where are you, where are you headed? I'm going to LA. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I was, I was just there. But 
Gretchen, but been kind of crazy lately, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Gretchen and I lived in L.A. for eight years before we moved here. Are you Were you aware of that? No. No. I'm sorry from, <laughs> <laughs> from what I've seen uh, so far. It's not so nice. Well, so I think L.A. is one of those places that, like, there's tons of cool shit there, but it's, like, not really a place you want to live, is for me. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. we kind of got sucked into that place and then you know Gretchen built her business and um and I developed some gallery relationships there and then but we never really intended on like living there you know for like our whole lives um yeah so I don't miss living there but I do like to go back and visit sometimes um yeah it was actually funny when we lived there all of our like closest friends were all people who were from like the east coast we didn't like I mean, we were friends with some L.A. people, but we just kind of gravitated towards the same people we would have, like, living out here. So, um, so yeah, well, that, that's cool, man. That's cool. What are you, what are you, um, what are you headed out to L.A. for, anyway? Uh, that's a, that's a crazy story that, uh, I, I guess I, I can't get too detailed, uh, into what's going on, but, uh, I think I can, I think I can give you the general... Uh, the, the, the general nuts and bolts, um, I have been doing in a crazy twist of events. Um, I'm, I'm doing creative design for Kanye West. Oh, no f***ing way. Really? So, (laughs) so, uh, at least until he fires me, which he does, he does with everybody on a regular basis. But it's also part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you before I left, because it's, if we're talking about, you know, a career, it's highly relevant to my trajectory and also transition away from full-time tattooing and uh, also kind of destroying that uh, tattoo artist box that I've been trying to break for a yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of cool because it's really funny. I mean, just sort of coincidental that the last time for a um, radio show thing was when you did the Will Smith shoes. The the um... no, I think it was. I think it was when I was working on the mural. Oh, that's right, the mural. That's right, the mural. Yeah, yeah. the mural. Um, but I mean, I kind of think that that's kind of cool. So, I mean, would you if that? I mean, I guess you are you still working and still living in Savannah then, though, right? I mean, I don't know if you and yeah, you and Jenny yeah. are planning on moving away or. No, no, no. I mean, are you are I you mean, getting ready to move into um you know, Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta with with Kanye <laughs> or what? <laughs> no, no, uh, no. We're, we're st- we, we bought a house here, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you know that we have a house. We don't have any, you know intentions on on moving as of right now. I mean, it's everything is so up in the air, and it's so it's so new. It's I don't even know, you know. I don't even know the parameters of the job or how often I'm going to be uh, needed in LA. I mean, for the time being, I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants and, and holding on for dear life to see what happens next. Um, so, I mean, uh, who knows, you know, I mean, the, the shop is, the shop is doing okay. Um, uh, as okay as, as a tattoo shop in a pandemic could be doing. Um, you know, and we're, we're, we're still working on trying to recover from last year, but I've been, I've been kind of ratcheting down my, my clientele. And, and I think it's been about a month that I've been telling people that my, my books are, 
theoretically permanently closed. Um, wow. Just because of, yeah, yeah, just because I've been focusing so much on on uh, painting and, and illustration and and a, a lot of digital design and um, it's just uh, it's not that I don't love tattooing. It's just that. I love so many other things and there, and all those things have been so important to me my whole life. And, and, you know, my, my life's dream has always been to, to create and, uh, design on, on the highest level, really within the, within the hip hop community, because it's what inspired me throughout my career. Um, so I think a lot of people are surprised when I, when they're like, I can't believe you fulfilled your lifelong dream of being a, you know, great tattoo artist. I'm like, actually, uh, <laughs> I really just wanted to be a designer for MTV, but MTV is not a thing anymore. So, <laughs> well, it's interesting that I, I mean, this is really cool because I mean, I know you know you've been doing painting and you do different you know different various um, art forms, but I know fashion has really been you know a big thing for you. I remember we were talking at one point, and you were sort of talking about how you're walking down the street. Like doing, you know, doing your thing and people are looking at you like you're a crazy person because you're really kind of out there expressing yourself. And I mean, I think it's kind of cool that you've just like stuck to your guns and you know what I mean? Like it would have been easy for you to just say, well, you know what? The tattooing gig is going really well and you're good at it and you do like it. You know, it would have been really easy to just say, all right, just let that dream die. I mean, to put it bluntly, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's not so much, uh, uh, the more I think about it, it's not so much that I'm, that I'm really in, I'm definitely into fashion, um, I'm not sure if I'll ever end up working in fashion, but uh, I think it was just stylistically the things that inspired me, um, that style inspired my, my work, and my work inspired my style, and um, I, I, I I often felt like uh, there weren't a lot of people around me who were kind of doing the same thing. So when I would go to places like New York, particularly New York or sometimes Atlanta, I, I felt like I was around more people who kind of understood that that kind of aesthetic. Like, oh, you know, I I dress like my art. My art dresses like me, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I think so, so, many th- so many things in my life influence each other it's a you know the, the music i listen to and, and the, the style that i'm into and the sports i used to play and um i think we always talk about uh wanting to impress the like you know teenage version of yourself and uh for me it's like that 12 year old 12 year old kid with drawing graffiti all over my clothes and shaving lines in my eyebrows and you know uh dream of designing or at least designing artwork that goes on clothes for you know famous artists or or whatever it was i don't not sure it was about the clothes it was just about creating the the thing that that people liked you know dude that's so so awesome what's that that's just awesome man i'm so happy for you i mean that's so cool like i really hope it works out i mean i i hope this like it's so crazy i mean this whole Donda thing has been such an insane process. I mean, I, you know, I am not into this kind of thing at all, but I've been, I've been fascinated by it. 
You know what I mean? Like, and, and I was, it's funny that this comes up because I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, you know, especially with a lot of the political stuff that Kanye has come out with in the last couple of years and like running, uh, you know, with like endorsing Trump and all these kind of crazy things. I was like, he's kind of crazy, but like as an artist, I think he's really interesting. Like the, yeah. you know, and like, and like the crazy, like fashion that he was utilizing like in his um in the record listening parties and oh yeah and like you know the 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 listening party in chicago the other night he's wearing that cap over top of his like balaclava and it looks like a it was a black hat with gray flames on it it looked like it came from a gas station you know like just crazy yeah just crazy stuff he's disruptive Mm -hmm. and he's deliberately disruptive you know i think a lot of people miss that is that um, he's got a lot going on, of course, you know, uh, emotionally. We know that he's he's bipolar and things like that. But we often forget when we're, when we're watching these artists, which is really funny because we know what art is. But we, but we forget when we look on Twitter or, or Facebook or something that – Art is supposed to be disruptive, <laughs> and when it is, we're like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> you know, and it's such a it's such a strange culture of us. Like we forgot, you know, or, or like when when Post Malone is is laying on the stage, you know, rolling his eyes back in his head and rolling around on the stage. Everybody's like, "He must be overdosing." We totally forget that that he he might just be performing, which is literally what he's doing, you know. <laughs> um, it's just a really strange thing that we do to these people when we're like, ah, oh, you know, everything's, I can't believe they're so controversial. And I think that's why I'm drawn to that is because I, it's because I like to be disruptive and it might be to a certain degree why I'm, why I'm drawn away from tattooing is because I can't wake up and, and be like, oh, man, I'm doing a bird on this girl today, but I feel really compelled to just shake things up a little bit today and, you know, put across the top of it, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, <and> I, <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it, that's, that's such a good point, I mean, I've done a couple of pieces recently, written a couple of pieces about, that were kind of critical of the Savannah art scene, and not being, not really, not taking enough chances, like fear, you know, letting fear uh-huh. kind of rule, and I, I think what you're kind of saying, what, what I, and what I think is interesting, you're talking about it sort of on a national and global scale, with with Kanye and, and Post Malone and such, but I mean, like, it's also about you can take chances in your own community. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. we can do new things and like take chances and sometimes fail, and that's okay. You know, like it doesn't have to just be nice. I guess you know it doesn't have yeah. to just be like un, unobtrusive. Yeah, and I've I felt that I felt that in this community for a long time, and and, and there were times when I. You know, I just, I like to, I, I often make a complaint, like if everybody, you know, the whole, uh, what is it, good, good artists borrow and great artists steal, and I always ask the question, then who comes up with the new stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like the idea of like flipping things completely on their head and just, you know, just trying to, to, to go against the grain as much as possible, and I th- in this community, I've often felt like an outsider when I when I tried to do that, or even when I talked about doing that. And 
uh, for the longest time I thought it was because I didn't go to SCAD, so people just didn't take me seriously. Uh-huh. Um, which is which is a, to- a totally different you know thing that I I do think I have dealt with for a long time is that I have there's a there's a really strong let's just call it a bond that people that are associated with with SCAD continue to kind of hold to and it's hard to infiltrate that scene. So a lot of times I felt like an outsider, and it's possible that I've pushed against the grain even harder because I felt like an outsider. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day when when Jenny and I were were running the most popular gallery in town. We still weren't being really, I felt like we weren't being taken seriously because we were still a tattoo shop. And I was still this dude who just showed up was doing something different, you know? So whatever it is, maybe that's pushed me to like, you know, want to kind of shake things up. And I love shaking things up. And I love making people go, how does this guy keep doing this stuff? Yeah, like so. I talked to um, this artist, local artist named Michael Mahaffey, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if you know him at all, but he basically refuses to. Like he says a lot of, he doesn't care. Um, <laughs> he doesn't care what what people think, and um, he said that like he feels like he should be walking around the city, and like on every other corner, he should be like having like this sort of gasp, like oh wow, look at that, like as far as art goes, because there is such a huge resource of really good artists in this town, like highly trained, really good creative artists that can execute really high quality art pieces. But, but what happened, what his feeling is, is that it really only happens like once a year where he like sees something that he's like, Oh my God, like it really has that sort of visceral impact on him. And I think that's a little bit of what you're saying. It's like, I think we should be pushing against the grain a little bit more, you know, as a community. Um, so that's interesting. And and I appreciate you saying, and I'm hearing that a lot more now that I'm asking the question a little bit more. Um, yeah. Like, and I, I think talking more about that in these articles and just exactly what you're doing might help more artists to realize that there are other artists that feel the same way and we can kind of, you know, finally start to come together because I, I, I feel a real disconnect within the community when you try to kind of reach out and, and, and build that network of people who, who feel that same way is, is for whatever reason, it's hard, it's hard to communicate that or it's hard to have that discussion or it's hard to, to find the people who are like, yeah, I feel the same way. Let's, let's shake it up. Let's make sure that, that people know that, that there's more than just, like you said, you know, watercolor sunsets in this town. <laughs> but I think there should be some, some sort of communication network beyond Facebook for us to be able to mm-hmm. gain access to each other's artwork and and outside of outside of like you know creating events or or you know creating something where we can all meet and create together um, just uh, something that makes us aware of each other because I'm not I'm not very active on Facebook and I, I think there are a lot of people who who might agree that you know I. Facebook isn't healthy for me, so I don't spend a lot of time on it. I don't mm-hmm. navigate it very well. And so I often feel when I see these events with that do involve some of the parks that are artists, like this one that happens over here on, on B Road all the time, I'm like, I, I never, ever know about any of this stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. it, and it's because I don't, I don't follow enough Facebook groups or I'm not tapped into like the – so I wonder if there's something, if there's something else 
you know, even just an email thread or, or like an email blast about each other's artwork or something, because I'm more likely to see that and say, oh, what's such and such creating right now? Or how, you know, um, how can we share each other's artwork? Because that's something I see when you do post stuff and I do catch it, is there's all these people who are like, I make art, I make art. And I'm like, I don't have I don't have time to go down and, and see all these people's artwork, but I'd like to, I would like to see it all in one place. So I'd like to know like what everybody's created. Um, oh, that's a great idea, man. I, I thought about that a lot myself. It's just such a big job, you know, like we need something like that though. I think, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, with, I'm with you on that because you're right. I, I think social media is really weird right now too, because it's really fractured. Like there are people who are on Facebook, there's Instagram, there's TikTok, there's, you know, Twitter, uh-huh. And 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 different creative communities are using different platforms, and like it's, you know, you might catch somebody on one thing and not somebody on another thing, and there's only so much time each of us have to spend on social media, like you know, looking at yeah. this kind of stuff. And like you said, Facebook has a certain level of toxicity. It's just, yeah, that's tough, man. But that's a good point. I, I, I'm, I've been thinking about that a lot, um, and and I have yeah, the connections. I don't, I don't the solution is so I, you know but it's just it's something i wish there was a place you know because i wouldn't say oh it needs to be instagram because all the facebook people who don't do instagram be like i don't have time to learn instagram um <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, yeah i don't know i don't know what it is but i'd love to go just go and tap in for a couple minutes and be like oh wow so i just created this new stuff and this is great and i can and, and you know, i can like it and comment on it and look at it and that kind of thing and we can build that like network and awareness of each other's work um, you know, coming from me in particular, I, that's really important to me because so many people are like, oh, that's the tattoo guy. Right. And I'm, I feel like I'm following people around going, please look at my art. Please look at my art. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny about that, Jimmy, though? This is, this is weird. And I guess maybe this is just like because of who I am as a person. I knew that you were like, obviously, dude, I had a show at your gallery, but I always like my first thought when I first met you I was like this dude owns a gallery and it's in a tattoo shop but that means that he's an artist and I remember almost the very first time I meet I met you I, I, I asked you I said well I know that you're a tattoo artist but like what's your uh, what's your art like you know I actually and then I realized after I said that I was like oh I might be offending him because I'm like discounting his tattoo work as being art no. but, but i remember thinking like i that was like one of the very first times i ever met you like at the gallery when i was having that show and i and i was surprised and i was glad after i asked because i had this like moment in my head where i was like probably shouldn't have just asked this guy this thing but you said oh i really appreciate you asking that because yeah like i'm an artist and like you started telling me about your work and stuff so i've kind of always thought of you as like the artist first like and tattooing is part of your creative your creative output, but like it's not it's not it what defines define you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for a lot of people, for a lot of people, it does. I, I always put it like this: when you ask somebody when you when you ask somebody what do you do, and they say I'm an artist, what that does is it allows you before you go any further in the conversation. It allows you to fill in a lot of blanks and your brain starts to go, oh, maybe they're a performing artist. Maybe they're a painter. Maybe they're an illustrator. Maybe they're, you know, and so you're, you, there's a lot of blanks being filled in there. If someone says, what do you do? I'm a tattoo artist. That person thinks that they've already filled in all the blanks. Oh, right. I know exactly what that is. I know what that right. is. That is 
that is this and this and this, and then it stops and it doesn't continue to be creative about what the, the you know, it doesn't, it doesn't try to fill in more blanks. That's so a they, really so good point. The, yeah. So the average person doesn't go, Oh wow. Well, what else? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yes. So I, I try so often when I meet people to say, uh, you know, I'm an artist. Because I love it when they're like, oh, I need to know more about what that means to me. Uh-huh. And it's so hard, too. I think nowadays as well, there's a lot more people who I think are like you and I, who are more like, art is, the art form that we're using at any given time is really just the art form that we need to use in that moment to express what we're trying to express. Not like, I'm a painter, or I'm a sculptor, or yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's more and more of that now than probably ever before um and so i think you're right it's like and then it becomes this really funny especially if it's a non-art person this really funny conversation where you're like trying to like get them to understand where you're coming from but like you can't just be like so they'll be like oh like do you sculpt or do you you know do you like paint or like do you do murals or like and you're like trying to explain it and you're <laughs> it's not it's really like, sure <laughs> yes yes it, the answer is yes <laughs> yeah but that's like when i when i got to when i got to la I said, what am I doing? And, and, uh, the, the guy who, you know, this is a guy of, of a friend of the relationship that I've been building for, for years, um, called me on a Tuesday at two thirty, and he said, what are you doing? And I said, uh, I'm getting ready to do this tattoo. And he said, ah, oh, that's not the right answer. And I said, what's the right answer? And he said, you should say you're on your way out to LA. And I said, do you mean like now? And he said, well, it would be a good idea. And I, I was like, I mean, two thirty in the afternoon. So I, I he said, he, he said, you should be here. And I said, well, man, I got to do this tattoo. And, and I got the phone and I, I sat there for a couple minutes and I went out and I told my customer and I said, I'm really sorry. I think I need to reschedule you. I think I have to go to LA tonight. And so I called Jenny who had been out of town for two weeks I hadn't seen her. She was on vacation. She had been home. She had just gotten to the house from the airport and I called her and said, Hey, I'm on my way home. Can you help me pack a bag? I'm flying to LA tonight. She was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so I, so within like two hours, I was, I was at the airport and I was on my way to LA. But the p point of, of this in relevance, to what we were just talking about is without any idea of what was happening next, I, I got there and, uh, without, also, without any idea of, from the person who called me and asked me to go, he was just like, I'm going to put you in this position to to make a move. You get here and, and you know, take it from there. So I showed up and everybody said, what do you do? And, I, and the first thing that came to mind was creative design. And uh, I think I even Googled it on my way there and was like, what do I mean when I say creative design? It was like conception, you know, execution, creating find resources to, to come up with, you know, come up with the idea and, and figure out how to make it happen. Um, and so I spent the rest of the week doing everything from, uh, conceptualizing sketching for, uh, for the architectural team for, uh, recording studio to doing motion graphics for the, the audio visual guys, um, to doing uh, logo, you know, by the end of the week. And so it was like, just, it was really cool because I had created this lane for myself where it, people were like, oh, that's just a guy who does, 
basically whatever you need creatively. Um, and that's what I was doing. And that's what I'm, I, that's what I'm going back out there to do this week is like, and it's, I'm so, it's surprising to me how many people in any given room are not that. I thought I would get out there and everybody would be like, well, that's what we all are, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. And it wasn't the case, you know, because there's fashion designers and there's sneaker designers and there's chefs and, and architects and all these people. And I, I show up and I'm like, yeah, just come up with creative ideas and sketch them up and, and turn them into stuff. And everybody's like, crazy. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> well, there is. It's interesting because I think that there's a certain level, like finding a niche or, or being specialized, I think – is a path to some sort of financial success and 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 it's a lot easier to explain like you can just be like I do this thing if you need this thing hire me for this thing whereas you're kind of like yeah I do all of these things like it's it's a much more ambiguous and it requires a little bit more of a kind of leap of faith that they that you know what you're up to rather yeah. than just being like well I'm hiring this person to do this specific thing it's more like I'm hiring this person to help, but like, in what way does that? What does that concretely mean? It's not really obvious. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it's, but I think it's something that's that's I've been waiting to figure out how to define for a really long time. Is like, you know, how do I keep? How do I stay outside of a box? I just become the creative pivot man because I I feel like I've been telling people for years my strength is not really necessarily in one medium, but the ability to conceptualize in, in any. So if I can walk into a room and say, Hey, I got ideas. Who needs them? Um, and you know, I'm working with the, with the video documentary team. Then I'm, then I'm contributing creatively in a, in a space of some sort. And, and it's, and it's fulfilling me because I'm able to put it, you know, give some creative input, I think it's not talked about enough that just being creative on demand is a skill. It's something that you spend your whole life either, you know, either fine tuning or not. You know, you can walk into a room and say, "Hey, imagine stuff." I didn't realize that's not normal for people. Yeah, but that's such a that's a really I, I love hearing you say that. You're right because you put in the hours and the and the days and the months and the years like honing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you spend all that time honing that. Um, we we all do, and we don't think about that aspect of of what we're good at. People are like, what are you a master at? Well, I'm definitely a master at being creative because it's the it's the foundation of everything I do. Right. So why shouldn't I get paid for that? <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah, man. Anyway, look, let me let you go get yeah, your morning I'll, started, I'll dude. I'll this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to walk the dog right now, so All right. I, might, I might come past your house. But, um. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. Yeah, text me. Let me know what's up, and, and good luck out there, dude. You know, like, that's so. I'm so happy for you, man. You're, you're, you deserve it. You, I know you've been really in the grind, and, um, and you know, somebody I always appreciate talking to. You kind of inspire me. Like, I... You know, I, there's interviews that I that I or people I talk to, and I'm kind of like, oh, okay, that was cool. And then there's people I talk to, and I'm like, man, I really want to go make some art now. And you're the latter case. Nice. I, I feel nice. like I want to go make some art now. So, um, uh, nice, thanks. yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, and and I'll try to cool. I'll try to do something that makes people feel uncomfortable. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's 
all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air. going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.